Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Welcome back to another episode of the Joe and Katie Show. Oh, wait, wait, this is, wait. This is the Unveiling Grace podcast. We've taken but we over. have with us <laughs> Joseph Warren with Adams Road Ministry and his lovely wife, Katie. And we're in part two of we their are. stories. And for those of you who might be joining us, I'm Joel Grote. And I'm Lynn Wilder. And we're your host and co-host. And we're going to pick up with Joe and Katie where we left off last time, which was Katie talking about her transition into grace and Christianity as well as her transition into more serious relationship with Joe, which is very fun. So if you want to know the backstory, you're going to have to go listen to the previous episode of the podcast because we're not going to repeat the whole thing. So, okay, so Katie, so you were saying that God really used... Joe, because you were long distance relationship, there was definitely mm -hmm. some interest. You guys are emailing, texting, <laughs> but you are in Utah. Mm -hmm. He's here in Florida. Yes. He's helping ground you. You've got someone to ask questions. He's further along in his faith at this point than you are. Yeah. So, when, so two things. When did you realize, wow, I have now come to trust Jesus really for everything I need. I don't need Mormonism. In fact, there's a lot of stuff within my previous faith of growing up that I don't believe anymore. Kind of when did that happen? And then where were you in your relationship to Joe? And then kind of when that got more serious? Yeah. Um, so for your first question, that actually was kind of um, a big turning point for me in a conversation that was... Um, uh, s sparked my thinking and that actually happened um, with Micah while he was on his mission okay. and he was able to phone phone me um, I was in Utah called me out of the blue like I he was supposed to be on his mission he's yeah. not supposed <laughs> to come right. but he had called home and he just felt like he really needed to talk to me and it just happened I was the only one at home like my parents were out it was a Friday night, and for some reason, I, I was home um, and answered the phone. And he he actually asked me um, just this random question. He was like, hey, you know, I, I've been thinking about you a lot. And he was like, I was just wondering, like, what's the strongest part of your testimony? Like, what, what do you think it is? And oh, I was wow. like, well, you know, and so, like, a very good Mormon, which I was still at the time, like, I was like, well, I, I believe that Joseph Smith, you know, saw um, God the Father in the grove, and I, I believe in eternal families, and I believe in um, the temple, and I believe Gordon B. Hinckley is a true prophet today. And so I went through my testimony, and then at the very, very end I said, and I believe that Jesus suffered in the garden for me, because we had right. been yep. taught it was in the Garden of Gethsemane. That the atonement takes place. Exactly. Yep, and I believe that he died on a cross for me. So that was like the very tail end of my testimony. And um, and for some reason, Micah just said, he said, wait, 
wait, hold on, wait a second. Wait right there. He said, don't make Jesus just part of your testimony. He said, make Jesus your testimony. And oh, wow. yeah, I You're know. Kind of, I, you, I like, that's a really so, like, literally, un-Mormon sort of thing to say. <laughs> literally, God told me that Jesus could be everything. And that was a concept that I had never even been questioned with before, come to grips right. with before that. Jesus and his blood and his love and his grace, that that message was so powerful and so consuming and so important that it could not only be part of the gospel, but that that actually was the gospel. Like wow. Jesus was everything, not just part of something that you tag along to make it right Christian religious yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so um, so as far as like my religion starting to fall away that was a turning point because then then you look at prophets right then you look at well what yeah. you know if, if Jesus fulfills this why do I need a man you know if there's yeah. there's one God and there's one mediator between God and men man Christ Jesus who gave himself as a ransom for all so you have all these other things that start to you know crumble away and that don't stand the test of the Bible and Jesus did he stood every test you know any question that I had I could go to the Bible and that's really when um, Joseph and I when we started corresponding through letters and phone conversations and texting and emails, um, it was really just a lot of um, our where where we were in our walk with God. And right. he had gone through basically the process about a year prior to when I was currently going through it as a okay. senior in high school. So he had just gone through it. It was still fresh. Um, and he could, you know, kind of hold my hand through those really hard times because it's not easy. No, there's a lot to sort out. And it's confusing. Yeah. And <laughs> but so, Katie so, began to wear a cross mm-hmm. to Mormon Seminary. Who did? Senior year. Katie. Oh, yeah. did you? Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah. what kind of pushback comments did you get from that? <laughs> um, it was actually my seminary teachers that started to you know, notice like a change in me because I think everybody, uh, well, I guess I can't speak for everybody, but in my experience, like I thought at a certain point, you almost think that you can like help change the way things are. Mm -hmm. Like, um, as, as it's happening in your life, you're like, oh, well, maybe I can say something, maybe I can do something. So I would continue going to Mormon seminary, but I would like, um, you know, raise my hand and like ask a question or I'd like bring up a Bible verse. Like I remember bringing up um, Revelation where it says in the New Jerusalem, like there was no temple found there because Jesus is the temple and God is the son. And so yes. I was like, um, this says there isn't even going to be a temple in the New Jerusalem. You know, so you start to like, I started to question <laughs> things. And of course, everyone around me perceived it as a, a negative change because all they saw was that I was going against Mormonism. Right. But in fact, I was, you know, becoming more Christian, you know, I was having more Christian fruits. I wanted to talk about Jesus. I wanted to be unashamed of the cross. I wanted to, 
right. you know, further my relationship with God. I just, inside the religion, I didn't know how to do that yet. Right. Um, but at one point I did stop going to seminary. I would go to the seminary building, which was, of course, in Alpine, Utah. It was on my high school grounds. Like, right. it was, you know, there. Part of the school campus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, in across the parking lot. Um, so I would go there, and I would stop at the doors, and I would sit in the grass right outside. I wouldn't leave school. I wouldn't leave campus. I just didn't go to seminary anymore, and I would actually a lot of times call Joseph. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, so that's that's neither did I. I'm hoping you slept seminary day. <laughs> um, so are you aware that she's doing this? Are you aware that your daughter's now stopped going to seminary, Lynn? I don't, um, I don't think I knew that specifically, okay. but I certainly knew she was in the Word. We were all in the Word, yeah. figuring it out. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and praise God that your whole family, even if it's not simultaneous, you're still like, you know, maybe stepping stones or kind of moving all in the same direction. Yeah. What an incredible blessing from yeah. God, because that doesn't always happen. A lot of times it doesn't. Because there, there was a point where, like, we would go to the Mormon, like, the three of us, my mom, my dad, and I, we would go to, like, the Mormon sacrament, right? Mm -hmm. So for, like, an hour. And I think that was almost more, like, just to keep up appearances, maybe. Or, like, we thought maybe there was a little more Jesus in the sacrament yeah. meeting and maybe not so much in, like, the other two-hour <laughs> blocks right. of church. Um, so we would go to sacrament, and then we would go to American Fork and go to a little Bible church. Or we, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, That's cool. Like, on the same day, you know, yeah. like, one after the other, because we just, it wasn't, the Mormon church, it wasn't satisfying. Right. Um, and I guess that's, that's something else I just like to stop, because there are people who probably right now are doing exactly that, and they're feeling really guilty that they're either not being totally faithful to Mormonism, or they're not being totally faithful to what might be a new budding Christian faith. And again, to say, transitions are normal. Cut yourself some slack. It's okay to do both. It's okay mm -hmm. to be in transition. We mm -hmm. want to give people that freedom. And if you have questions about your transition, by all means, get a hold of adamsroadministry.com, um, irr.org, ecu. J. Unveilingmormonism.com. Unveilingmormonism.com mm -hmm. or the unveilinggracepodcast.com. So there we just gave you about five different places. <laughs> you have no excuse for not getting help. If you need help, reach mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Because Katie, Joe, Lynn, myself, any of us would be happy to help you with wherever you're at. Because mm -hmm. this can be really rough. So, Joe, so God's obviously using you to help Katie. Um, ground her, have someone to talk to. How does God use Katie in your life? And and at what point do you go, I want her to be my friend for life? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, just, just to backtrack just a little bit, um, right before my mission, I broke up with my Mormon girlfriend that I had been dating for a um, couple months. And then uh, during the mission, we got back together and 
then right after my mission, two days after I got home, I proposed to her. So we were going to oh. get married in the temple. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Booked, I, we booked a date for the Bountiful Temple. Uh, this is a, an aspect of my testimony that a lot of people don't know because I don't usually share it because it's just it's just really convoluted. There's a lot of stuff going on in it, and right. it doesn't really fit as well with my timeline when I'm explaining, you know, what's relevant. But this is before I was he even met. Yeah, me, this so. is right. this. Yeah. This is like, this was my cost, um, uh, was, was my relationship with my fiance. So I, my plan was to uh, fly out here to Florida two weeks after my mission, and then she was gonna follow me, follow me here um, shortly after that, and we were gonna like, you know, date and stuff for like a month, and then go back to Utah and get married in the temple. Now I had told her when I got home that I didn't believe in it anymore, but um, it was so important to her that I was willing to do it anyway for her. And even though I didn't okay. believe it, and she, you know, and I think that's something that maybe some of the listeners or viewers can understand. It's really hard to, when when you're starting to choose Jesus over everything else, um, it's hard to to do the right decision every every single thing. Um, yeah. So I was afraid. Nobody you know? pulls that off. Nobody pulls yeah. it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I didn't want, I mean, I didn't know what her parents would think, my parents, and so like, I wasn't ready to tell everybody that I didn't believe in it anymore. Right. Um, she was fine with it, so whatever, I was gonna do that. And so um, I get back here to Florida, um, and in that time, I'm I'm obsessed with her and I'm not like reading the Bible. I'm not like writing music as I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and and Micah saw that as a distraction. He just told me like, look, like you got to be really careful of who you marry that they support the ministry because if this is what God's called you to do, you got to make sure that your spouse is going to support you in that and not take you away from what God wants you to do in your life. You know, very wisdom, that's awful, uh, very that's wise. That's wise counsel from a guy <laughs> a little bit ahead yeah, of you, right? Yeah, I so, know. He's, he's I think like my a, sense is that Mike has always been maybe a little wise beyond his years. <laughs> it's kind of what I'm picking up through his life. And, Certainly in the area of faith. Yeah, yeah. just you know, religiously, spiritually. Like hunger yeah. for God. Yeah. yeah. It's just so cool. Like God just kind of marks people and uses them that way. Okay. Yeah. So, no, so, yeah. so how do you respond to this? I mean, well, is this kind of... It's kind I, of bold of your friend to go, hey, yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, he, you know, he was my best friend, and I, I trusted him, and I took it very seriously. So um, he's like, just spend the time with, with God tonight. Just talk with him and, and make sure this is the right decision for you. And so basically that night, I'm reading the Bible. I give God an ultimatum, which I don't encourage anybody to do with this. But I was stubborn. And you're still yeah. alive. <laughs> and I was like, God, like, I'm going to marry this girl unless you tell me that it's wrong. And um, I had the impression of two words, no Joseph. And I was like, uh, God, was that you? Like, like if it was, I need a confirmation. And like, I, I kind of kept asking for confirmations. I kept getting them. And so I knew that it was right that I was supposed to, um, you know, phone my, uh, fiance the next day and basically just tell her I can't do this anymore. And so I had to break off our engagement on the phone the next morning, which was the hardest thing, um, that I had to do up to that point. Um, yeah. just knowing that, that how crushing it would be for her, that she wouldn't be able to understand it. And she showed, and she said, you know, I, I was planning to come there and then convince you to leave because um, I 
I, I don't think you're in a good place. And I was like, that's why God told me no. And so yeah. that was my cost. And um, she, I never saw her again. And so that is what triggered me to tell my, the rest of my family that I didn't believe in the Mormon church anymore. Um, which brought the cost of all those relationships. So yeah. losing all of my family, losing my fiance, um, I came to the scripture. Give I think it's Psalm. It's the okay. delight yourself in the Lord, okay. and He will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah, I think I, that's Psalm. And Psalm. That's okay. why we have show notes. We have show notes so we can throw this stuff there in the show is. notes. Psalm thirty-seven four. Um, and and that's when I realized, okay, I I need to stop trying to make. A plan for my life and God knows I want to be married so I'm just gonna fall in love with Jesus and wow. I focused on him and that's when Katie came into my life because because we fell in love through our relationship with Jesus and if I had been pursuing her as a man pursues a woman she never would have uh, it never would have happened but God knew that and knew that he needed to teach me through that really hard lesson that I needed to make Jesus my number one my first love. No, yeah, the timeline was I broke up with my fiance right after I got off my mission, like in July, okay. and then we started texting the next March. So okay, and so yeah, was that was following December that you saw her picture? Yes. Yeah. Well, well, I saw that on the, on the mission, but uh, it was that following December when she came out to visit for the first time, and I met okay. her here in person for the first time. All right. so, and then I started noticing four-hour phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew yeah. something was up. Yeah. But you knew, did you know Joe at that point? Well, yeah, he was yeah. Micah's really uh -huh. good friend. I was actually, God placed me in Florida the weekend that Joe was rebaptized. Mm -hmm. Really? I had wow. just given my life to Jesus. I was about two weeks in. Oh, how cool. And I was able to experience that. And, of course, no knowledge at that point that he'd become my my son. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the, the, the bringing it full circle is that even though I lost my family when I married Katie, um, you know, I gained their whole family, you know, Mike yeah. and Lynn as my in-laws, but really as my parents and yeah. in Christ. And so every so, hole was filled. So speaking of that, what, what has your, what was your relationship with your parents? What's your relationship with your parents now? How has that played mm -hmm. out? Yeah. I mean, my relationship is really good right now. Uh, but it was very, very difficult for a lot of years. I mean, like, you know, we're talking, it's been 12 years. And when it first happened, they were very distraught. They were angry, disappointed in me, and um, basically disowned me. And, and I understand all of those reactions. Um, so I don't blame them. And it's for way, it. and it's way, it's way too typical. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, it's hard. You know, it's like your son leaves, and then all of a sudden, like, yeah, it's. It, I, well, I can't what, imagine how hard right. it would be. Well, what I try to tell people is, okay, so you're a, you're a historic traditional Christian believer and imagine what it would be like for either your son or your daughter to come home one day and say I'm converting to Islam yeah I want people to understand I want them to have sympathy and empathy for the Mormon parents that are left behind in this process yeah. because they are and it's not easy um, it's heartbreaking because to them this is the truth and it's why you know I mean so much it's one of the things I love about working with Adams Road Ministry and with Lynn and Mike and their ministry is 
what we feel for these people is compassion because yeah. we understand their whole life is wrapped up in this. Mm -hmm. And even though we don't believe it's true or right, we can still get that commitment because it is a very sincere commitment and dedication to something that means the world to them. Yeah. It means everything to them. Or at the other end of the spectrum, right, I see God saving folks in their older years and then they, they're their kids outcasts and they can't see their grandkids. Mm -hmm. Yes, very yeah. tough. There's always a cost, right? Right. There's mm -hmm. grace and there's a cost. Yeah. 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 So, so, so the beautiful thing was that the the same place that we that I got rebaptized and then I think not long after she got rebaptized there. Um, by, her dad, by okay. her dad, by her dad at mm -hmm. the spring. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. How cool is that? And then that's the same place we chose to get married, and so yeah. Was, and that was, was really like beautiful. how long? So, um, once you're writing, okay, so she graduates from high school. Yeah, in June 2007, and okay. then like that, like a week later or something, we moved. End we packed, of July. End of July, we packed our cars, moved, drove to Winter Garden, Florida. Florida. They basically dropped me off with my stuff and then they continued on south to Fort Myers. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and we were married in October of 2007. Yeah. So. That same year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how so cool like is a that? few months. <laughs> Our engagement was like a month or month and Six a half. But at that point yeah. you guys knew. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, exactly. you'd had enough relationship building long distance. I think mm -hmm. that goes back to what you're saying yeah. is that long distance relationship is so good because it forces you to have a foundation first. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and then all one thing ago. Joe knew was missing, right, was yeah. a companion that would be supportive of what God mm -hmm. had intended for his ministry. And who better than the right. sister of the founder of the ministry, <laughs> right? <Yep. laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, not going to be any problem there. Yeah, yeah because, um, yeah, when she moved out after she graduated high school, her heart was just, I want to come and serve the ministry and serve um, in Florida with Micah whatever yeah. and and there was no plan of like us getting married at that time so yeah okay awesome. so with the time we've got left which is probably maybe three or four or five minutes yeah okay um catch us up on well just hit some highlights what has god been doing in your life since then um as you look back at you know this transition kind of encourage us with where god's taking you both either together as a couple um, individually, I, I just I want to hear some of that. I want to hear what God's been doing. Maybe just maybe just hit some highlights. Maybe sure. so like um, Katie, give me mm. one thing where you go, man. Here's how I've seen God move personally, because we keep talking. This God is a personal God, mm -hmm. and He's intimately involved in who we are. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe give one thing that you're comfortable sharing in terms of God's move in your life and then let Joe do the same and maybe one thing as a couple where God's really moving Yeah, well I think that's the cool thing about our walk and our story is that you know I was drawn to the ministry and I was drawn to what I would no other wording for it other than my call mm -hmm. I was drawn outside of my relationship with Joseph and so to then have that unity and have a marriage that, you know, represents our our relationship with Jesus. Like, he's yeah. the bridegroom and we are the bride, you know. And to actually have a marriage that um, 
that copies that and mm -hmm. <laughs> is an example of to that is really cool. Uh, yeah, um, when you, what's amazing is that um, that we have a marriage where I love Jesus more than I love Katie, and she loves Jesus more than she loves me, and that's that's what we both want. And so because of that, when we go separate, so when we're able to make that sacrifice, um, it's it's really amazing because putting Jesus first, it blesses, it's blessed our marriage more than um, anything else. And so I, I just think that that's a really strong thing that God has given us and uh, that I'm really grateful for in our marriage, that Jesus is first. Mm. Yeah, well that's like, that is a cool testimony of his work and I'm guessing we have to be really close to the end of the oh, podcast already, yes, are we? Yes, we're at the end. We're over okay. the end. Well, we'll figure out a way to fit Yeah, it we'll in. cut out that cute little beginning. Right. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. Well, well, I'll figure out what I do for the 27th radio. What we will say is if you ever want to just hear the full complete episodes, um, those are available on unveilinggracepodcast.com. Mm -hmm. The radio versions have to be 27 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, thank you guys yes. so much. Thank you for having thank you for us. sharing your hearts. Appreciate well, it. so much mm -hmm. fun. It's so much fun for me to get to know the family. Um, I'm, I feel really honored and privileged to kind of be invited into the inner circle to hear some of the stories <laughs> and know. So um, thank you for sharing them with other people. I'm sure they're going to be an encouragement. Mm -hmm. And again, we'll just say to those of you who are listening, watching, um, get a hold of us. We want to share in your story as well. So Joe and Katie, um, Lynn and Mike, myself, we want to help you find that Jesus is enough. We want to help you know this grace that brings healing at relational, emotional, spiritual levels that you can only find through Jesus. We're unashamed uh, to say that. You will never find it in a performance-based religion. It's only found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and that's come through so strongly you guys' story. So thanks so much. Lynn, final Grace words for people. Grace and peace. Until next time. Amen. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. Join us next time for another conversation devoted to helping your life and relationships flourish. As always, you can find show notes, program transcripts, and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. For a limited time, we are offering the Wilders book, Seven Reasons We Left Mormonism, for a donation of any amount. Go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the free book button to request yours. We greatly appreciate your support for the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.